Hallelujah. Let's lift up our hands and worship God. Just worship Him. Just worship Him. Give Him the glory. Blessed be your name, Lord. Give Him the glory. He is the ancient of days. The almighty God. Nothing can compare with Him. Heaven and earth bows before Him. Give Him all the glory. We exalt you, Lord Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for who you are, Lord. Blessed be your name, Lord. In Jesus' precious name, we have worshipped. I want you to commit yourself to God's hand this hour and say, Lord, minister your word to me. Let your word impart my life this morning. Let me receive grace from you. Lord, open my eyes of understanding. Speak expressly to me in the language that I will understand. Speak expressly to me in the language that I will understand. Let your spirit move in our midst this morning. Father, we declare that this place, O oh God, be conducive for the move of your power. Let your mighty hand move in the midst of your people. Father, as your word comes this morning, Father, we declare that we come and meet even the needs in the lives of men in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We declare that this morning, the Lord, heaven will open over us, and the Lord, the power inside your word, we transmit unto every hearer in the name of Jesus Christ. Let faith arise in the hearts of your people. Let everyone believe be shattered in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. I can't hear your amen. amen. God bless you. Please be seated. You are welcome again to church this day. It's a beautiful Sunday. Another wonderful time in the presence of the Lord. And we are here again to sharpen our faith, talk to ourselves from the Word of God, so that the Word of God can help us to move further in life. And that's the essence of being a believer, a Christian, working with God, getting into God's Word so that God's Word can be able to help you to move forward in life. And so every time you visit the Word of God to read, to study, to meditate upon it, just know that you are adding some values to your life to move you forward in life. This morning we are looking at wisdom for challenging time. Wisdom for challenging time. There is no doubt that we all know that we are in the challenging times and no one can know that we'll be at where we are today. If you look back some five, ten years ago. But then, here we are today, all of us facing the challenges of the time. One thing that can easily distinguish a person from the rest of the world is the words of his mouth, how well he's able to handle issues of life. If the words of your mouth are words of wisdom, then the world will know that this one is different from us. One way of being able to handle issues of life is your action. Are you being brought down when there are difficulties and challenges, or you are able to stand against the task and be able to say, this one 
I am more than able through Christ who strengthens me. And that can only happen if one works by wisdom. It's the action of wisdom that distinguishes a man from the rest of the people. When challenges therefore happen, how do you respond to it? You can answer that your, your question to yourself. You might be going through one challenge or the other now. How are you responding to them? Some face financial uh, challenges, and it seems as if they will remain a pauper, a beggar. But if wisdom is injected into that situation, it will be a, a different song altogether. Some are facing health challenges, marital problems, family problems, career challenges, unemployment challenges, business, businesses are not moving well. Whatever the challenge may be in life, one thing that makes a way out of all of this is wisdom that comes from God, that makes a man to be able to navigate through it all and get to where he's going. Now, wisdom is not the same thing as the knowledge you acquired, Wisdom is not the same thing as the experience you have. Wisdom is not the same thing as what you have had somebody said before, let me do the same thing. That's not wisdom. That's not wisdom. That is what you have gathered together. We are talking about the divine wisdom that makes a man to be able to face the challenges of life. Divine wisdom that makes a man to be able to act on the impulse of what the challenge may be per time. In these days we live now, we surely need wisdom to navigate through the challenging times. And that's why wisdom is the key. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7, that you know very well, it says, wisdom is the principal thing. It says, therefore, get wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Get it. That is, it is essential to have wisdom. It is essential to have wisdom. So it's the principal thing to be able to make a man to move on in life. The world today we are experiencing economic hardship, not only in Nigeria, across the globe, things are there. Nigerian's case may just be a special case, but we all know that these challenges, every man will face his own, even though we are all in it together. So what is God saying to his children? God is saying, get wisdom, by which you'll be able to navigate through the challenges of time. People are full of many activities today and are busy. Everybody wants to run here and there to achieve whatever I want to achieve, but you can't achieve them with, without wisdom. Lack of wisdom will not give you the desired results. So that is why you need wisdom to navigate through the issues of life. Some people end up to be victims, not because they want to be victims, but because they did not apply wisdom, because they are lacking wisdom. It is lack of wisdom that makes a man to think that everything will work by itself. When he's supposed to do something, he didn't do anything, and he thinks that things will just happen by itself. That's lack of wisdom. It is lack of wisdom that makes a man to keep going in the wrong direction and think that is on the right direction when he did not check the path he's walking through. It is, it, wisdom will tell you that am I on the right path so that I can retrace myself and face the direction where will lead me to where I'm going. 
That is where wisdom will come in. So you just don't keep on going without checking your steps. It is lack of wisdom that makes a man to keep laboring and working so hard and is getting nothing. Not because God does not want to bless him, but something is missing, and that is wisdom. It is lack of wisdom that makes someone to want to copy another person. That this person, the way he has done it, let me also do it like that. You don't have the same destiny. You don't have the same destination. You don't have the same goal. So why do you want to copy the person? Why do you want to copy others? Wisdom is the only one that can make a man to be able to get in the right direction. And that's why the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 10, it says, if the iron be blunt and he do not wet the edge, then must he put to more strength. He says, what does the last phrase say? He says what? Can you read the last phrase, please? Wisdom is profitable to direct. If I have an ass, I want to cut down a tree. If that ass is not sharpened, then I'm going to apply more strength. That's what that scripture is saying. I will keep on laboring so hard in order to cut down the tree. But wisdom will tell me that I need to go and sharpen that iron. Sharpen that ass and use less strength in order to be able to cut down the tree. Wisdom is profitable to direct. You need wisdom at every point in time. That's why the Bible says we should walk circumspectly. Ephesians 5.15 Not as fools, but as wise. Walk in the right order. Do things in the right way like one that is applying wisdom in the everything that you are doing, not as fools. So I'm going to give you a few points. I use that as introduction for you also know that wisdom is essential, key, to be able to navigate through these challenging times. The first one is that watch your words and speak wisely. Watch the words of your mouth and speak wisely. Wisdom begins with the words of your mouth. Wisdom has no respect for your age. Whether you are five years old or you are 500 years old, it has no respect for it. It is when you apply wisdom that wisdom brings you to where you ought to be. And that's why you must watch the words that comes out from your mouth. If your words align with God's word, then you are bound to be on the path of wisdom. Wisdom is bound to manifest in your, in your, in your, in your doings. Wisdom will flow through your mouth if your words of your mouth align with God's word. And that's why the Bible says we should renew our mind every time with the word of God. Jesus told us in his word, in Matthew chapter 12, verse 37, he said, for by thy words you are justified, and by the words of your mouth you are condemned. Proverbs puts it in another way. In Proverbs 6, 2, he says, you are snared with the words of your mouth. He says, thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. It's the words of your mouth that is going to determine whether you be justified or that whether you be condemned. Whether you be set free or whether you will be put in a snare. It's the words of your mouth. What, are you, what is coming out from your mouth? What are you saying with your mouth? What are you saying with your mouth? With the words of your mouth will determine how you are navigating through life. 
You must note that speaking right words is speaking wisdom. Speaking right words is speaking with wisdom. Speaking words of wisdom will all the time take you to where you want to get to. Look at some instances of Jesus Christ giving, speaking the words of wisdom. For example, a woman caught in adultery in John chapter 8. Forget about the problem of the woman. But let's look at what Jesus Christ did. When they brought in the woman, and he said, we caught this woman in the act of adultery. What was the action of Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ knew his mission. He knew why he came to the world. He knew that he has come to deliver men from the power of sin. So he's not going to go in the same direction as the Pharisees and the accusers that brought the woman. So the first thing he did was he told them that in John chapter 8, verse 7, he says, so when they, they, he told them that if anyone has not sinned, let him be the first to cast stone at her. The Bible says in verse 7, so when they continue asking him, he lifted up, his, he up himself and said unto them, he that is without sin among you, let him be the first to cast stone at her. And all of them, one by one, they left the woman. In verse 9, and they which added, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last, and Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. Jesus spoke by wisdom to those people. He will have gone every, if it is you and I, we will have gone any other direction. We will have asked him that where is the man that he committed adultery with? And then the argument will start. We will continue to argue and argue and argue that the law of Moses says this. Okay, uh, if the law of Moses says that, is there no room for pardon, to pardon her? So we go into that argument. Jesus Christ told them simple words that made all of them to diffuse. Everybody left one by one. In another occasion, another time, Jesus Christ, they came to him in Matthew chapter 21, verse 24 to 27. They said, we have seen all that, all these things that you are saying, you are doing, everything, everywhere. He says, by what authority are you doing all these things? Tell us by what authority. He told them. He said, I will ask you only one question. The baptism of John, is it from heaven? or by men. Just imagine, what has John got to do with the question they were asking him? They want to bring him into argument, into things that will not make him to further his life, his destiny, his purpose for coming here on earth. And they said, we cannot tell. Jesus Christ told them in verse 27, he said, and they answered Jesus and said, we cannot tell. And he said unto them, neither will I also tell you by what authority I do these things. Case closed. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> In other words, the words of your mouth will determine how you can defeat your enemies. Jesus Christ said in the third lesson we read in Luke chapter 21 verse 15, he said, I will give you a mouth and what? A mouth and what? A mouth and what? Which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. Every time Jesus Christ spoke, they can't gainsay it. 
they can't resist him. He always speaks by authority, with wisdom, flowing with the, with the words, and they will not be able to say anything. He said, he will give you mouth and wisdom to speak. In other words, you can't do these things without Jesus Christ. We take from him, we draw from him, we learn from him. He said in Matthew chapter 11, he said in Matthew chapter 11, verse 27, that we should learn of him. We should learn of him. Matthew 11, we said we should learn. Go on down, 28. 29. He said in verse 29, he said, take my yoke upon me and learn of me. We should learn of him. When you learn from him, that is when you can be able to speak like him. That is when you'll be able to speak like him. Like him. Friends, we need to know what we are saying. When you speak like your master, then everything works in your favor. The point number two is that you need to take right step because taking right step is an act of wisdom. It's an act of wisdom. Taking right step. Wisdom is knowing what to do and you do it. So if you don't take the steps of doing it, then you are not acting in wisdom. It is not everything in life that it has to be battle, battle, battle. Some steps we just take and everything will just work by itself because you are working by wisdom. Even though the devil will not want you to possess your possession, he wants to stand on your way. But by means of operating by wisdom, you will just navigate through and things you want to get comes to you. Steps of wisdom. Ruth is an example. The book of Ruth will not exist if not that woman took a step of wisdom. The two of them, the two daughter-in-law of Naomi, they are ch the children of Naomi, they have died. Their husbands have died. Naomi called them and said, please, you can go now, now that I don't have any son for you to marry. The first one left, and Ruth said, I'm not going to go anywhere. In Ruth chapter 1, verses 15 and 16, Naomi told Ruth, behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Return also thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, in verse 16, he said, verse 16, please, and Ruth said, entreat me not to leave you. Don't let me leave you. Or to return from following after you. That is a step that that woman took that day that changed the whole story about the life of that woman. For whither you are going, I'm going there. Where you are living, that's where I'm living. Your people shall be my people. And the last phrase, what did he say in the last part? That's what changed everything. Your God shall be my God. Your God shall be my God. That woman had a better understanding that it is not God that killed the, their husbands. The, the woman had a better understanding that God of Israel had something in store for her. Let me follow this woman. I will still get something. So it was not only just faith. She took a step of wisdom to achieve the goal 
of her life. And you remember, if you read the book of Ruth, afterwards, this woman was walking on, in the field of Boaz, and she was walking circumspectly, walking by wisdom, walking discreetly, walking with knowledge, and she was doing her thing until God connected her to Boaz, and she became the wife of Boaz, became the mother of Obed, Obed the father of Jesse, Jesse the father of David, David in the lineage of Jesus Christ. The book of Ruth will not exist if that woman did not go through that, that, that crowd. What am I saying? You need to watch your steps. You need to watch the action you are taking. The action you take determines where you will become or where you get to in life. Stop following other people. Ask God which direction you are going. You must draw from Jesus everything that you need, everything that you need in life. You must draw from him because Jesus is our wisdom. When Christ was born, he was filled with wisdom. In Luke chapter 2, verse 40 and verse 52 says similar thing. In Luke chapter 2, verse 40 says, And the child grew and was strong in spirit and filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Verse 52 says a similar thing. Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. He was increasing in wisdom. How can they be talking about a child filled with wisdom? What have they seen? It was increasing in wisdom. And it is from him that we could draw from. And that was why Pharisees were unable to contain his wisdom. In Mark chapter 6, the Bible says, as he began to teach in the synagogue, Mark chapter 6 verse 2, many hearing him were astonished, saying, from whence has this man these things? What wisdom is this which is given unto him? Which is given unto him? So you receive wisdom. You receive wisdom. It is not an inborn thing that does remain permanently with you. It's a thing that you receive. Jesus Christ was, we are told that upon him were the seven spirits. And one of them is the spirit of wisdom. In Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2. But Isaiah 11, look at from verse 1 so that you know that he's talking about Jesus Christ. From verse 1 it says, And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. He said, Upon him shall be the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom and understanding. Friends, let me announce to you, wisdom has a spirit. It has a spirit. There is a spirit behind wisdom. The Bible talks about the spirit of wisdom being upon Christ. And that's why the Bible says, Jesus has been made unto us to be our wisdom. 1 Corinthians 1.30 He has been made unto us to be our wisdom, our righteousness, our sanctification, our redemption. So you draw wisdom from him. Without him, there is no wisdom anywhere. So that is where your wisdom is. The Bible says in James chapter 1, that we read this morning, verse 5 says, If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that gives unto every all men liberally. In other words, God gives wisdom to all men. God doesn't do any partiality, but you can have something much more as a child of God. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 2. 
In Proverbs chapter 2, let's read that. Look at some few verses. Verse 1 says, My son, if you will receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, verse 4 says, that's if you will receive his word, that's if you will receive it. Verse 4, verse 4. Verse 4 says, If thou seekest her as, a silver, as silver and searchest for her as for each treasure, going to verse 5 and 6, he says, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Verse 6 says, For the Lord gives wisdom. The Lord gives wisdom. Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. God gives wisdom. It's God that gives wisdom. Verse 7. Verse 7. He laid up sound wisdom for the righteous. For his people, don't forget, he said, Christ has been made unto us our wisdom, our righteousness. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He says, he laid up sound wisdom for the righteous. God has sound wisdom. He has kept it in store for you to be able to operate effectively here on earth. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. So when God equips you with sound wisdom, it becomes your buckler, it becomes your defense. Verse 11 says, verse 11 says, it says, discretion shall preserve you, understanding shall keep you. Wisdom is what you draw from God. And you need it on daily basis to be able to effectively walk in the right way. Therefore, I announce to you my point number three. You need to operate under the spirit of wisdom. On, operate under the spirit of wisdom. When you operate under the spirit of wisdom, things work for you. Things work for you. The spirit of wisdom is what gives you an advantage in life. I can teach on the spirit of wisdom as another thing. But let's just take it that wisdom has a spirit. It is sufficient for us to know that it is the Holy Spirit that gives wisdom or that helps a man to be able to operate in wisdom, especially the children of God. That's why the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, Paul was praying. Look at the prayer of Paul. We have read it several times. Link it to Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2. And then you begin to see that the wisdom is a spirit. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may do what? May, may do what? May give unto you the spirit of wisdom. May give unto you the spirit of wisdom. They said upon Christ is the spirit of wisdom. And Paul was praying the same prayer here. That God may give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Tell your neighbor, wisdom as a spirit. Say it again. Wisdom as a spirit. That's why he wants us to pray for the spirit of wisdom. When you are baptized with the spirit of wisdom, like you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, you will begin to operate at a level that you will speak. No man will be able to gainsay. You will speak. The devil will turn back and run away. You will act. You will take a step. They will know that that step is beyond their comprehension. People that operate in the spirit of wisdom, they are far, far better 
than any other person around them. I give two examples in the course of this message. The first one is Daniel. The book of Daniel we read this morning, chapter 1. Daniel and his three friends, Anania, Michelle, and Azaria, those three friends with Daniel, they operated in the spirit of wisdom or with the spirit of wisdom. They are kind of people that the king himself saw that these people are completely different. In Daniel chapter 1, verse 17, the Bible says, as for these four children that I've just mentioned, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning. That is, they have skills, they have knowledge, they are well knowledgeable, they can speak anywhere, they can contend, contend with people anywhere, and the rest of it. And God also gave them wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Verse 19. In verse 19, after the king called them, the Bible says, and the king communed with them, among them, that was when all of them gathered together. Among them all was found none like Daniel, Ananiah, and Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore stood they before the king. When you walk in wisdom, you'll be able to stand before the king. He says, therefore, therefore stood they before the king. And verse 20 says, and in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them to be 10 times better, 10 times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all his realms. In other words, Daniel, Ananiah, Michel, and Azariah, four of them, they are not in the cl same class. They are not in the same class with all the wise men that were in the land of Babylon. They were not in the same class. They were operating at a different level altogether. Wisdom from above is what was operating in them. No wonder one day the king dreamt, and in Daniel chapter two, and he woke up, he said, the dream is, the dream is gone off from me. I can't remember my dream. He called all the wise men, he said, Somebody must, must tell me the dream that I have dreamt and interpret it. Is that possible? <laughs> How can somebody be asking you to know the dream that somebody else has dreamt? It's not possible. And he wanted to kill all of them for that reason. Intoxicated with power. And Daniel spoke in Daniel chapter 2 and called and spoke to the man that has been sent to go and do all those, uh, to go and kill the people and give them a few days. And Daniel said in verse 14, Daniel 2.14, he answered, with, he said, then Daniel answered with counsel and wisdom. That's all I want to take from there. Daniel just don't speak. He speaks with counsel and wisdom. That was the way he operates. In, Dan, in verse 20 of that same verse, when God has revealed the, to him, he made a proclamation. He said, blessed be the name of God forever and ever. For wisdom and might, they belong to God. It doesn't belong to man. They come from God. That's what he's saying. And he changed times, verse 21, he changed times, uh, changed the times and the season. He removes kings and settled up kings. He gives wisdom unto the wise. Why is he giving wisdom again to the one that is already wise? Why? 
Because wisdom is what the wise needs to be able to keep on moving, to be, to be able to achieve the goal. That is why you need to walk in wisdom all the time. And knowledge to them that have understanding. Daniel operated in the power and in the spirit of wisdom. One day, one king, King Dario or King Belshazzar, was having a party and he brought out all the bases in the house of the Lord. And as they were having all their party and started writing on the wall without seeing the person writing the, the, the handwriting. And the worst part of it is that they could not read what's been written. It takes a man with the spirit of wisdom to be able to know what is being written. And in Daniel chapter 5, look at what. It got to a point that everybody got troubled when all the wise men could not do anything. Then the queen of the king, Belshazzar, came to, her, to him and said in verse 11, Daniel 5, 11, he says, there is a man in your kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. Just watch as you are reading those things. He says, in whom is the spirit of the holy gods and in the days of your father, light and understanding and wisdom was working in this man. Like the wisdom of the gods. So he's talking about the spirit of wisdom. You know, they are not, they are not people of God, so they don't understand. Like the wisdom of the gods was found in him, whom the king, Nebuchadnezzar, your father, the king, I say, thy father, made master of the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, and the rest, and the soothsayers. In other words, Daniel was the master of all of them, as it was written in chapter 1. Ten times better. He says, so you better call this man. Call him. He will be able to help you out in this handwriting on the wall. Verse 14, Daniel answered. And the king answered. Belshazzar answered, he said, I have even heard of you that the spirit of the gods is in you and the light and understanding and excellent wisdom. What is excellent wisdom? That's the spirit of wisdom. Is found in you. Friends, you need to covet wisdom, excellent wisdom, spirit of wisdom to be manifesting in your life. That is the only way to go in facing the challenges of our time. That is the way to go. Finally, Solomon. Solomon had the spirit of wisdom. Solomon was praying one day and he dreamt and God said, what do you want me to do for you? He said, just give me an understanding art to be able to judge your people. And God responded in 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 12. He says, behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and understanding art. God, he has for understanding art, God gave him wisdom. God gave him wisdom. So that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any rise like unto thee. Solomon was endowed with the spirit of wisdom. Wisdom came from heaven and enveloped this man as a king. He was the only king in Israel that didn't fight any war. He knew how to operate by wisdom. And by his wisdom, by the words of his mouth, is able to connect all the kings together to be subject to him. Wisdom. 
controlled everything. Solomon, all the people came, you know about the judgment, how he pronounced judgment, how he was able to settle quarrel, how he was able to do this. All the other kings came to listen to him and they saw the wisdom of Solomon. In 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 28, and all Israel heard of the judgment which the king had judged, and they feared the king, for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to do judgment. That's what he asked from God. God, give me an understanding heart to be able to judge your people. And in chapter 4, verse 29 and 30, and God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding exceeding much and largeness of heart, even as the sand that is on the seashore. Look at the kind of wisdom that he had. And Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the children of, of the East country and all the wisdom of Egypt. That was how mighty wisdom was working in this man. And verse 34 of that same chapter says, And there came of all people to hear the wisdom of Solomon. For from all the kings of the earth, which had, had heard of his wisdom, including Queen Sheba. After all these people, Queen Sheba came in chapter 10. And to come and hear the wisdom of Solomon. She gathered difficult questions to put to Solomon. And after hearing Solomon, like the same way they are putting difficult questions to Christ, and he defeated them all, the woman said, I have heard of your wisdom, but I did not believe. You can read it in, in, first, in, in first Kings chapter 10. He said, I didn't believe. He said, but now I have seen it, that there is the spirit of wisdom in you. What are we saying this morning? We are saying that without wisdom, life can be challenging and be difficult. Without wisdom, one can suffer in life and keep on are troubled and moving up and down without achieving anything. I plead with you this morning to covet living by wisdom, by asking God to grant you the spirit of wisdom to be working in you, to handle issues of life, friends, and these challenging times that we are in. You need complete wisdom, excellent wisdom in three dimensions that I mentioned this morning the words of your mouth must be filled with wisdom. The steps you take must be steps of wisdom. And operating by the spirit of wisdom, how? He says, back to Luke 21, verse 15, he says, I will give you a mouth and wisdom. In other words, you depend upon him to supply the words to speak, the actions to take, the wisdom by which to go by. The spirit of wisdom. Shall we rise on our feet this morning as we talk to God? Glory to God, somebody. I say glory to God, somebody. Glory to God, somebody. Are you glad you are hearing about wisdom today? So I want you to talk to God. Be excited before the Lord God. Endow me with the spirit of wisdom. Glory to God. Endow me with the spirit of wisdom. Open your mouth now. Lord, I come this morning from the word that we have received this morning. Endow me with the spirit of wisdom. Fill me with your power henceforth. Paul prayed. He says that the Lord, the God of our Father, may grant unto you the spirit of wisdom. Lord, grant unto me the spirit of wisdom. Let the spirit of wisdom be operating in my life. Pray to God. Talk to God this morning. Let the spirit of wisdom 
come upon me. An excellent spirit like he walked in Daniel, like it walked in Solomon. Excellent spirit that I may be able to take steps like Ruth took steps. I don't know what confusion might be happening in your life this morning, or you have seen before, or you are having challenges over your life, and you have not been able to move forward. But today, there is a way for somebody. There is a way for somebody. Somebody is moving forward now by the spirit of wisdom that is coming upon you now. So I want you to pray, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray that wisdom be given unto me now. Oh, I receive the spirit of wisdom. Declare, open your mouth and declare before God and say, I receive the spirit of wisdom now. Declare before God now, I receive the spirit of wisdom now. Lord, open unto me your treasures in heaven by baptizing me with the spirit of wisdom that I be able to navigate through life on daily basis, facing the challenges of the time and be able to overcome in every situation. Lord, Lord, open my eyes of understanding. Fill me with the spirit of wisdom. Endow me with wisdom from above. I hope you are praying. I hope you are talking to God. I hope you are praying you are talking to God. I will not go empty-handed. I will not go empty-handed. Solomon prayed and God answered him. Daniel, Anania, Michelle, and Azaria, God endowed them with wisdom, with understanding, with skills, to be able to know how to handle life, to know how to handle life. Lord, grant me the enablement, the ability, the power to be able to handle life. Lord, I want to hear from you. I don't want to be doing things by myself. I don't want to copy how others are doing it. I want to know how to go about issues of life. Father, in the name of Jesus, help me. Help me, help me, help me, help me. Speak to God now. Fill me with the spirit of wisdom. Lord, fill me with the spirit of wisdom. Let your power, let your power rest on me at this hour. Let the spirit of wisdom work great things in my life. Let me aim to operate even according to the word you have spoken this morning. Pray, pray to God. Jesus has been made unto us to be our wisdom. I draw virtue from my Lord Jesus this morning. Are you telling, are you telling God? Lord Jesus, I draw virtue from you this morning. That wisdom will envelope my life. I draw virtue from you this morning. Wisdom will envelope my life. Let the spirit of wisdom come upon me. Let your power rest upon my life. I don't want to walk as a victim again in life. Lord, I want to be victorious at all times. Father, grant me the grace to be able to take steps of wisdom, steps of wisdom, steps of wisdom to achieve the purpose of life, to achieve my purpose, to move in line with my destiny and get to where I need to get to. Enough is enough of being stagnated. Enough of stagnation in my life. Lord, open my eyes to see the next step to take. Open my eyes to see the next word to pronounce. Lord, wherever I stand, you said by wisdom I'll be able to stand before kings. Help me, Lord, to be able to speak words of wisdom. Let my mouth be filled with words of wisdom. Me ro ne zekle me ro mo gazaka. 
Imbre na zakle mesolone ki kasakata. Ha. Ha. It's your prayer at this point that makes a lot of difference. Pray something down your life. Pray something down your life. Pray something down your life. Your life matters. Your life matters. Let your life be so important to you now. By praying, by asking heaven to open over you and let wisdom envelope your life. Thank you, Lord Father. We give all the glory to you, Lord. Lift up your right hand as I pray with you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for the word you have, we have received from heaven this morning. Father, I pray that in the mighty name of Jesus, I ask of God, according to the word you have declared to us this morning, I pray that you will endow your people, even with the spirit of wisdom, to operate effectively, even on daily basis in their various lives, in the name of Jesus Christ. I pronounce over your life, receive the spirit of wisdom now. Receive the spirit of understanding. Wherever you turn to, you will be able to navigate through life successfully in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever challenge you may be facing or may be facing you, in the mighty name of Jesus, let wisdom envelope you to be able to diffuse all the works of the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ. May the power of God rest upon you. May the power of God rest upon you. I repeat, may the power of God rest upon you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Whatever is coming out from your mouth, may they be words of wisdom. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Father. We return the glory to you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Put your hands together for Christ. Still praying, let's stretch our hands towards our preacher this morning. Let's ask that the power of God will rest upon him afresh. Let's pray that the Lord will replenish every virtue that has gone out of him. He will walk in wisdom. God will take him to places. The wisdom of God will speak through him. The Lord will be by him. The Lord will be with him. In all his undertaking, the wisdom of God will prevail. He will speak in wisdom. He will lead in wisdom. He will walk in wisdom. Pray for him. That every time he has spent preparing for this particular teaching, the heavens will reward him adequately. The heavens will reward him. The heavens will reward him. He will be the first partaker of the fruits of this message. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, King of Glory. We appreciate you, Lord. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed.